was a good friend of mine. Hello and welcome to the Huntsman World Senior Games Active Life. My name is Kyle Case and I'll be your host on this amazing journey as we attempt to help you get the most out of your life. Joining me in our studio today is my co-pilot, Lil Barron. Lil, hey. how are you? <laughs> I'm doing great. What oh. a great week this has been. It has been a good week. Yeah, really yeah, good week. Lots of good things going on. We're back to work a little yeah, and I know, get to see people. <laughs> taking precautions, of course, like everybody Absolutely. else out there in the world. We're, we're doing our best to stay safe and healthy, mm -hmm. but it's nice to be able to be in a in a in the office and yeah. in a place where we can see each other and interact and talk right. and ask questions without yes. having to type them with our thumbs <laughs> and not worry that phones. <laughs> and not have a printer at home that works all you know? those things yeah. right all those things it's good to be back so speaking of which as we all know viruses have really dominated the news stream for the past few months even yes and and rightfully so like you introduce a new virus into the into the <laughs> The world and it, it deserves a little bit of attention, right? <laughs> Tiny bit. <laughs> yeah, the coronavirus has certainly got its fair share of attention. But unfortunately, Lil, a virus is not the only health concern out there that we might have. For example, did you know that nearly half of all adults in the United States, that's a hundred million people, suffer from some form of high blood pressure? Oh. Or hypertension. It's the same thing, high yeah. blood pressure, hypertension. Did you know that? No. That's a lot. <laughs> That's a lot. It's a lot of people, right? That's according to the most recent guidelines by the American Heart Association. The problem with high blood pressure is number one, oftentimes it's symptomless. Mm -hmm. You don't, you don't, maybe you don't know that you have it. And uh, if it's left untreated, it can lead to serious health threats like mm -hmm. heart disease, heart attack, stroke. stroke. So mm -hmm. it's, it's kind of a bad deal. Yeah. Unfortunately, there's no cure for high blood pressure, but with the right insight along with positive lifestyle changes, it is possible to manage your blood pressure and reduce the risk of health complications. And today I want to share just a couple of tips that we can all implement that can help us lower our blood pressure. And this is according to insider.com. Okay. Ready? I'm ready. Number one, maintain a healthy weight. Oh. Um, the good news is, is that if you are overweight and that you have high blood pressure or hypertension, losing even a small amount of weight can have a big effect on lowering your blood pressure. If you just lose 10 pounds, you can drop your systolic blood pressure by as many as 10 to 12 points. So wow. it doesn't require massive, massive movements mm -hmm. uh, in, in that area to, to get some benefits, but we need to maintain a healthy weight. Uh, number two is to get more exercise. That doesn't, none no. of these are going to surprise no. you, Will. No, All of these all. are just common sense <laughs> things. None of these are going to surprise yeah. you. But uh, one of the ways to maintain healthy weight uh, as well as your blood pressure is physical activity, mm -hmm. which of course we're aware of that. Regular exercise trains the heart to expand and contract, which is the long, in the long term helps the heart pump more efficiently and that results in lowering our blood pressure. So those are some good things mm -hmm. with uh, exercise. For those with hypertension, research has found that regular physical activity is the key, and yeah. regular being the word that's important. Uh, but that can lower systolic blood pressure, which just as a reminder, the systolic is the number on top. Oh, you know, on your the blood top. pressure okay. has the top and the bottom number. Yeah. Systolic is on the top, and uh, that physical activity can lower that by an average of seven points. Wow. And diastolic, which is the lower number, mm -hmm. the bottom number, by an average of five points. So wow. physical activity can be an important element to that. And they say that they, they recommend, the experts recommend that you get about 30 to 60 minutes a day. Mm -hmm. And uh, 30 is doable. Yes. 60 might be a little harder for some yeah. of us, but 30 is doable, right? Mm -hmm. So that can be a combination of aerobic exercise like walking, jogging, or bike riding, and strength training. Uh, they recommend using low weights and high repetitions. But mm -hmm. a combination of those two physical exercises are going to be good to lower your blood pressure. 
Uh, also, the other one that, again, is not going to surprise you, strive for a balanced diet. Yeah. I knew that one was coming. Yes. Right? <laughs> so the cookies are out? What? Well, uh, listen, all things in moderation, right? That's true. So a well-balanced diet can have a lasting impact on your blood pressure, uh, of course. Uh, in fact, an entire diet was developed by the National Institute of Health for the express purpose of lowering blood pressure. They call it the DASH diet. Have you ever heard of DASH? No. Yeah, I had not heard of it either, but it makes sense. The DASH stands for Dietary Approach to Stopping Hypertension. Oh. So there's your acronym there. Okay. The DASH diet encourages people to limit sodium, sugar, saturated or trans fats, and then also increase the variety of foods rich in nutrients like potassium, calcium, and magnesium. Huh. So they say that this well-rounded plan is heart-healthy and has been found to significantly reduce blood pressure for those with hypertension. So diet's a big one. Yeah. Uh, the ways that you get those nutrients and avoid some of the ones that you're trying to avoid, uh, you need to eat foods like vegetables, mm -hmm. fruits, nuts, seeds, beans, whole grains, and fish, and they discourage fast food oh. and packaged... <laughs> packaged items, uh, as well as processed snacks. So that's your DASH diet. And of course, there's other things that we got to take a look at, like reducing our sodium intake, trying to cut out processed foods, lowering your alcohol consumption, managing your stress, all things that can help with lowering your blood pressure. Okay. I so fail. <laughs> put that, well, you do not. You're doing a lot of those good things. You're getting activity and you take good care of yourself. I, you know, and my blood pressure is great. So yeah, I feel so good about go. that. There I got one go. thing good. <laughs> so today's guests, Lil, are Mina and Mina. Mina. I even made the mark on my notes. <laughs> Mina. I'm sorry. Mina Wayman and uh, Mike and Higby. Mina is a nurse practitioner. She specializes in geriatrics. She works with patients in end-of-life care, orthopedics, and with varied medical needs in hospital settings. Her practice includes holistic care and an emphasis on facilitating and encouraging self-care. And Mikan has 24 years of clinical experience as a critical care nurse working in Utah as well as Texas. She recently completed her PhD in nursing research from the University of Texas at Tyler and now teaches nursing at Utah Valley University. Welcome to both of you ladies. Yes, Thank you welcome. for joining us today. Hello. Yeah, we've got there, you. There we are. Are you there? Okay. Here. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. Well, we're glad that you could join us. And uh, I, I'm just, I'm curious, you guys work in this industry, nursing in particular. What did you think about the high blood pressure intro? Is that, is that good stuff or is, is there more that we need to know? You taught all the good stuff that we teach our students. <laughs> Boy, I, I pound into them, dash diet, dash diet. Oh, okay, so you're, so you're familiar with a dash diet. Yes, it's a good, it's a good uh, intervention. Very nice. And Mike, and what are your thoughts? Do you know I, the dash diet as well? Yes, I do. But I also agree with the physical exercise. Sometimes just getting out and getting moving, um, it, it not only benefits your blood pressure, but also your mental health. And so it's, it's kind of a, sometimes going on a diet decreases your mental health or makes you feel a little bit grumpy. Right. Yeah. Whereas getting moving, once you actually get your body out the door, then not only does it help your blood pressure, but it can also help your mental health and just your mood. You know, one of the things that I've just kind of discovered as we've done this show over the last several years, and I love it, and that is how interrelated everything really is. Yeah. 
And, you know, you, you, you start focusing on one area, say it's weight loss or it's high blood pressure or whatever it is. And as soon as you start taking care of that issue through common sense, active, healthy, living the active lifestyle, it just feels like every other area of your wellness is enhanced. Is that fair to say? Absolutely. I think so. Oh, sorry, Maya. I think so. Absolutely. It's one of those things where maybe the weight loss is not an easy thing to tackle, but if you start being active and making a few better choices with your foods in order to help your weight, not only does that help your blood pressure, but then it also helps your mood and how you feel about yourself. I, was, I love it. Uh, re recent research, 2017, 2018, 2019 even, they're learning about um, immunomodulators. We have a lot of inflammation and they're learning that muscles actually, mus movement of muscle actually can help decrease the amount of inflammation in our bodies. Now that makes sense mm, to me. Yeah. Now, so you call that an immunomodulator? That's a phrase I'm yeah. not familiar with. Well, Is that referring I to... I didn't make it up. Yeah, no, I, I know you didn't. I believe you. <laughs> it means you modulate your immune. It just helps in, uh, modulate the immune system. I might. It might be a little. It helps decrease all the inflammation, which it does modulate the immune system. So. Yeah, yeah. we've also, you know, we've just heard a lot recently about inflammation, and yeah. it's kind yeah. of a new area of research, and a lot of information is coming out in that area. And, and once again, these systems are all connected. You know, inflammation right. is is affecting so much from again weight gain and um you know stress to muscle uh soreness like it's all connected right right and uh when you increase your weight you increase the ability your body starts making more inflammation so so it all it, just like you said everything just comes back interrelated and now we're understanding more and more about inflammation being part of the cause yeah, and it's so interesting. And then again, so so connected. Everything yeah. is so connected. Yeah. So I, I want to talk with both of you. you. You've both been working in the nursing industry for a while and had some some experience in that industry. Uh, you've seen a lot of things and a lot of a lot of uh, again experience that way. I'm curious for both of you to answer why you got into working with aging, the aging population. What what drew you to work with the geriatric uh, practice and and working with older people? I'll start. Okay. So I was a, I was also an ICU nurse for many years, went back to become a nurse practitioner. I was in school at the University of Utah taking a, taking a geriatric course. And I sat in that course going, I love this. I love this. <laughs> Good stuff. And I do love older people. So the teacher saw my, the stars in my eyes or whatever it was. And she came to me, she says, Mina, you need to be a geriatric nurse practitioner. And, she's, and she arranged it so I could switch my course of studies over to a geriatric nurse practitioner. And it's been a good, I'm glad I did it. I really enjoy working with older people. I really enjoy their spirits, the way they care, their love, the whole thing. It's just, and they do have health problems that we can work on. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, if I can just echo that, I think Lil and I feel the same yeah. way. You know, we work with the, with the World Senior Games and we get these athletes that come in with so much life experience. And again, they just, it feels like 
they've kind of got it figured out. You know, they're not participating in sports because of pressure from parents or peers. They're doing it because they love it. Their lifestyle Mm -hmm. is active because they get how important that is. They've, you know, lived life. They've lived Mm -hmm. it. And they bring such experience and so many stories and personality. And we, we just... I, I think we would agree. We feel the same way yeah, about working with absolutely. an older population. Mike, and what, what were your thoughts? How did you get into it and why was it appealing to you? I have loved older people since I was a little girl. When I was growing up, my parents would take us on Sunday afternoons to go visit the older people that lived in our neighborhood. And at first it was uncomfortable and one of those things, but then as I got just a little bit older, even into my teenage years, it was so fun to sit to get to know them and hear stories. And I, like mine, just fell in love with older people and how sweet and kind and good and just how much they knew. Well, transition into becoming a nurse and all my years that I was working and I started teaching um, adjunct just as a part-time professor at, or clinical instructor at UVU. And one of the needs they had was to take students to senior centers. And as I started to do that, it was so fun for me to, to watch the students be so nervous. They thought they were going to a nursing home. They didn't realize what was going. And by in our four, three to four hours that we were there, they went from, I would watch nursing students be so nervous, they didn't know what to say, they didn't know what to do, to having, it was time to leave, they all had new friends, they all had so much fun, they had learned so much, they had gained such an appreciation and love of older people, and it was visible and tangible within a few hours. So I fell in love with that, be, having the opportunity to help students um, feel more comfortable and grow a love of older people. It's been it just, it, it just, it, I love it. It so. is awesome. It is awesome. One of the great things that we offer here at the Huntsman World Senior Games in October is what we call our health screenings program. And it's just an opportunity for our athletes to come in free of charge as part of the registration mm-hmm. fee. Uh, they can come in and take advantage of a variety of different screenings. And I know that our athletes look at these screenings as a very valuable tool in evaluating their health and where they are. But the thing that I love the most about it is the interaction that we have with a wide number of students that come from Utah Valley University, from Brigham Young University, from Dixie State University, and some of the other surrounding schools. Mm -hmm. And just what you described, Mike, is what we observe as well. Uh, I think a lot of the students come down with maybe some preconceived ideas of what they're gonna see, and they see something entirely (laughs) different. They see a very active, engaged, energetic, excited population. And I can't tell you how many students have come up to me during the games or as I've run into them in other settings that say, you know, it changed my life because it gave me an idea of what it was to to age. And I, I had this incorrect idea of what aging was. And now I have a much better idea and a, a better appreciation of what it can be. And in many ways, it helped them set goals of, of lifelong activity. It's one of my favorite things. And I will tell you, I've been a racquetball player for years. And when I moved to Utah from Texas, I was looking for a new racquetball partner. And I met this gal and she, I, we were pretty comparable. And then I got pregnant and had another baby. And by the time I recovered and came back, she, she, I had no chance. I mean, she was amazing. And then she went on, she's been down to the senior games a couple times and she's like one first place. Like she's amazing. And so I have, uh, it's so fun. It is. I agree. That's awesome. Well, Mike, and when you turn 50, come on down. <laughs> okay, I have four more years. You're, uh, you're getting close. Like me. We're, we're the same age, so I'm counting my years down as well. So that's awesome. That's awesome. So 
all that being said, you know, and, and we've talked about all the, the great upsides of getting older and having more maturity and just, you know, having that zest for life because you've lived it and you've experienced it. Um, there are some challenges that come with aging, right? That I think we, it's fair to acknowledge. <laughs> what, are, what are some of the resources that people ought to be aware of that are available to them as they age? You want to go first or you want me to me? Okay. Yeah. So um, when there's actually so many, one thing that we have been able to teach in our class is that there are so many resources that most people don't know about the resources I'm going to talk to you about are, um, are almost every state. So I know you talked about that. The audience is actually quite broad for this program. These are resources for the state of Utah. Yeah. But every single state in the United States has a Department of Aging Services. And honestly, you can Google it. You can Google Aging Services in Nevada or Aging Services in, you know, Annapolis or, you know, Salt Lake City. And there are websites specifically run, whether it's by the state, by the county, even by the city. And you can be directed to find so many different uh, resources. Some of the ones that um, I want to talk about are um, there's there's resources for financial issues meaning financial abuse sometimes um, this is more of a program for people who are healthy and wanting to be healthy but sometimes there's older adults who have issues with some sort of abuse or finance people who are trying to take advantage of them financially yeah, or things like that there are websites and phone numbers where if we suspect even for a few minutes even if we're wrong but if you have a hunch or a suspicion, then you can get online and Google, you know, um, financial exploitation or financial abuse of older adults or things. And there are resources to be able to report or even to find out more of um, what protection, what needs to be done. Did you call the police? Those kinds of steps. Um, and it's, it's under, um, you might look under like adult protective services. Um, as far as other type resources in the community for healthy older adults. I think one thing that's so underutilized, at least in Utah County and Salt Lake County where we visit are the senior centers. Yeah. Um, these are amazing. Like I said, most of the students just assume it's going to be a nursing home and it's not. And there, but I ask the students, how many, how many seniors did we see today? We're in Draper today. How many seniors did we provide a health screening for? And we saw 20 to 30 seniors. And then we talk about, are there 20 to 30 seniors in the city of Draper? Probably not, you know? Maybe. And so it's, and, and how many of them know even about it? It's, it's so sad because there's dance classes, there's Tai Chi, there's free computers that are online. A lot of them have computer classes, you know, or how to, how to learn how to use Facebook, how to use Instagram. There's all these opportunities for seniors to be able to connect with their families. Um, I know in Linden, there was a class being taught about how to use, how to hook up your mouse. Or how to, what does right click mean? You know, some of these simple things that people who haven't been exposed to this, you don't have to feel bad if you don't know that. You can ask those questions. And most of the senior centers have, have opportunities like that. The meals are awesome. There is a recommended donation for several of the senior centers, at least in Utah County. In Salt Lake County, they are free. Um, but there is an opportunity. If you, if you want to donate, you can. It's typically between $3 and $4 for a meal, but the meals are hot meals, and they usually include you know, milk or water or fruit, a vegetable, a main dish, 
Um, Fridays, they usually have mashed potatoes. Um, <laughs> those are usually the most favorite, but it's a nice meal and it's an opportunity to sit and visit with um, other people who are in the same stage of life. Um, I'll even, I, one time we went to a senior center and we got to see after lunch, they were having a wedding and oh. two of the seniors <laughs> getting married. It was delightful. It was so nope. fun. Yeah. Was, I feel like the senior centers is one of the resources. I know almost every community, even clear out in Camas, um, clear, these little tiny places have some sort of a senior center where there's a community where there, it's almost like a home. I like to tell the students, a lot of the senior centers have a personality. Um, and you can feel the, that community's personality. In Springville, they do quilts and they, they do lots of pool. There's ceramics and you can feel, they come in and they joke with each other um, as they sit and do puzzles. Um, but they also charter buses and go down on trips. They go to the Alamo or they'll go to see, I mean, it's, it's amazing. It's amazing what they do. I would have to say that is my biggest uh, recommendation of, of a, of a resource. It's Other resources. Resource. Um, oh, sorry. I interrupted you. No, I was just saying it's an underutilized resource. I, I think that to some degree, sometimes there's a stigma associated with it and we just got to get past that. It's an opportunity for people to get together and share life experiences and just uh, enjoy life together. Oh, and just have fun. I, I live in a community that only has 2000 people in the whole County and we do have a senior center here also. It's available, right? What's that? I said they're available wherever you're at. Yes, the county paid. It's it's a county uh, paid paid for by the county, mm -hmm. and they have. And I live a little ways from where the senior center is, but they have a van that goes all over the county and picks people up and takes oh. them down. Their awesome. own Uber. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. It actually awesome. is, and that, that is another resource that I think that um, people don't know about. So I want to give a, a, a website, um, and this is a nationwide, this is put on by the government, but it's um, eldercare.acl.gov. Okay. And that is one that, it, and, and, and you, or you can Google area agencies on aging. And when you pull that up, it, is, it shows all the different um, resources in the state that are available. Now, not only are there senior centers, but there's transportation, just like what Mina was talking about. You can have transportation to doctor's appointments. You can have transportation to the store. There's different things that um, people can qualify for to have transportation, and you can look on that website for that. There's other um, services, whether there's, you have a need for Medicare insurance counseling, I feel like it's so confusing. There's so many, oh, absolutely. oh, it's how do you know how to do it right? And yet if you go to there, there's several different agencies that have opportunities to have some sort of counseling and guidance when it's regarding signing up for these different um, opportunities and services. One thing that I think is so beneficial is a caregiver support program. No, this no. is a program where a lot of older people have loved ones that, um, that maybe their spouse or or even maybe a, a, a daughter or a son who's caring for an older parent, that they are that primary caregiver and they don't know where they can turn. They go to the doctor's office, but that's for their loved one. It's not necessarily there to help them. But this, um, th this caregiver support program is available in, in any state, in any county, and it provides opportunities to have um, help with um, the community resources, assistance in maybe counseling or support groups, and even education. 
So maybe you're caring, you're caring for an, your loved one who has Alzheimer's or dementia and you need more information on how to best take care of them. There's respite care, which means that someone will come into the home and take care of the loved one who has um, an illness or something like that that they need you know, supervision for where the, the caregiver can leave and go do some things on their own that they not might not have the opportunity. Yes. Or whatever. So, and even opportunities to have people come in and, you know, make help with modifications to the home. There's, there's so many opportunities, honestly, Googling <laughs> areas, um, aging services in, in your community. There's so many different opportunities. Caregiver support programs are not dependent upon income either. Some, some programs are income dependent, but caregiver support is not. Wonderful. I, you, you guys both, thank you so much. That's all the time that we have. It's amazing how fast the yeah. time goes. <laughs> yeah, uh, you, brought up, you brought up some great, great points. And, and once again, just fire up Google, type yeah. in, you know, services that are available for uh, older adults, or for aging adults. And uh, there's just lots and lots of things that are out there. Thank you both so much for joining thank us. Thank you. I hope we can have you back sometime. We can talk more in depth about some of these things. Thank you for this opportunity. Yes. Wonderful. Thank you. Wonderful. Thank you. So, Lil. Yes. You know that registration is open for the Huntsville World Senior that. Games. <laughs> and that's wonderful. We're excited about it. Of course, we're in the middle of this global pandemic. And yes. so we're going to keep our eye on whether or not we can actually hold the event. But in the meantime, check out seniorgames.net to register as well as for information about COVID-19 and our plans moving forward. Remember to tune in live next and every Thursday at 5.30 p.m. Mountain Time on AM 1450 or FM 93.1 for the Huntsman World Senior Games Active Life. And of course, you can subscribe to our podcast pretty much anywhere the podcasts are found. Today's inspirational thought. Are you ready? I'm ready. This is one that I love. It's from someone that I just have always admired, Theodore Roosevelt. That's a good one. You ready? I'm ready. Believe you can, and you're halfway there. Wow. That is good. Until next Thursday, stay active. Stay active.